Welcome to the Wild 7 Podcast. It is a spooky October 30th, the day before Halloween. And of course, we are excited here at Wild 7 because we have Debbie and the Devil almost ready to be released and almost ready to be shown and almost ready to wow you. And we have the Debbie and the Devil comic of which I encourage you highly to go to Nazareth.com or DebbieandTheDevil.com and get yourself a copy. Uh, we've sold a few and, and, and the readers are so happy. And, you know, listener friend, this is a special episode. And I'll tell you why. And we're just going to jump right into it, okay? There's a word that we use here at Wild 7 a lot. It's a word that I used to use a different word, but then I found out this word from our sound man, Mario. And now we use this word. The word, of course, is compa. It means comrade. And this episode, I'm going to introduce you to a very special comrade here at Wild 7, a soldier of cinema named Rocio Romero. Welcome, Rocio. Hi. Hi. Thank you for having me. Thank you for in- joining me. Now, okay, here's the reason. Okay, it's just you and me, Rocio. We're just talking here yeah. now, okay? <laughs> Forget about the listener friend. They're, they're, they're listening to this, maybe. Well, listener friend. Yeah, yeah, but say hi. You know, <laughs> excuse me, my voice, my throat, something happened in my throat. Sorry, <clears throat> excuse me. But okay, Rocio, mm-hmm. the reason I have you on the podcast, and I'll be completely, totally honest with you, okay, is because, and I'm going to give the listeners some context on you and your relationship with not just me, but Debbie and the Devil and Wild 7 and all that stuff. Early on in the process, when I first hooked up with April professionally, um, she brought on you, Rocio, several times before we did production. And then during the hell of production of Tears of a Bloody Rose, you helped, correct? Yeah. Yeah. And we, I immediately knew you were cool because you were big on Suspiria. And that was like <laughs> the thing that, you know, I just knew. And also, um, listener friend, you should know this. Anybody that helped me on Debbie and the Devil... I love tremendously and and they're always like in my you know compa heart you know what I mean (laughs) and and so that at that time so much stuff was going on that I didn't get a chance to really like get to know you as an artist and professional and all that stuff you know what I mean however you were always in my mind like I always would sort of mention you every once in a while to Chris or to April and stuff and just say like, hey how's Rocio how's Rocio doing because you know the production was sporadic I'm gonna let you talk in a minute but you know um, and then a few months ago I had with a colleague a conversation about you and I saw a short film that you had done and I was blown away by it and on top of that I found out that you got accepted into USC film school. And I was so proud. I mean, not that I'm your father or anything, but like, I'd love to be, you know, I'd love to adopt you, Rosie, I'll be honest. But uh, um, sorry if that came off as patriarchal, which is bullshit. But like, what I want to (laughs) say is, I'm so proud of you that you are now in USC film school. And I consider, I will always consider you like a wild seven soldier and and somebody and anybody again that worked on Debbie and the Devil has like a very special place in my heart. But the thing with you is that you are your own artist. And I was just amazed and again, proud and stuff like that. And a few weeks ago or a week ago, you were telling me a story, okay? And the reason I love the story for multiple reasons is because I can relate to it. And 
I can relate to proving myself to cinema, to the church of cinema or whatever you want to call it and stuff. And I want you to take me there, okay? You're a kid in Guadalajara. And this is my first question to you. And then we're just going to start talking and stuff. And you're going to do most of the talking. I'm just going to kick back and let you do all of it. How did the cinema find you? What were the films that, you know, what was speaking to you? What called you to cinema? Well, thank you. Um, when I was a kid, I grew up in all my family are artists. They're musicians, they're painters. And I just grew up um, surrounded by all sorts of art. So it's ingrained in me. Mm -hmm. At first, I wanted to be an actress when I was a kid, when I was a child, like eight, nine years old. And I started going to um, acting classes, actually. And I was really into them. I did not really have a, a you know, a good social life in high school. My days were go to high school and from there straight into theater class. Yeah. And it so happened that, um, well, due to my, my dad's work, we moved constantly mm -hmm. so, so much. And that's also the reason why I possibly encapsulated myself within the art. Mm -hmm. in, you know, instead of establishing relationships with anybody else, right, because right. I sort of had the idea that, well, I'm going to leave anyway. I completely relate. Yeah. Go ahead. Art, <laughs> yeah, yeah, art yeah, is always yeah, there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Reading and literature, that always fascinated yeah. me. Um, Hans Christian Andersen, the Grimm Brothers, those were my inspirations. Mm -hmm. up Edgar Allan Poe, H.P. Lovecraft. I just delved upon those stories. Wow, nice. So that's my background. Uh -huh. um, so I got into cinema in a very interesting way. We moved to Los Cabos, Mexico, which is common, um, a common location for big films. Mm -hmm. um, specifically, I was, I was, um, I was, wit I witnessed Troy being filmed there. Oh wow! And several films. And since I was already in a group of theater of uh, theater actors, we were constantly um, called on board as background artists. Mm -hmm. And I remember that the first time I was on one of these films, it was, I, I do not know the title of it, it's a German film. Uh -huh. Or it was a German series or something big. It was massive. Right, right. Although, you know, it's like they created the plaza into like a traditional Mexico. There was a donkey in the plaza and everything. <laughs> yeah, that, that's like, so just <laughs> like yeah, cultural yeah, yeah. appropriation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, it was just a massive set and we were called on. Sorry, it. how old were you? I was, at this point, I was 11. 11, okay. Mm -hmm. And I remember that I was just walking around being a background artist and I saw this crane. And then this, now I know, the first AD, you know, yeah. telling us what to do. And then like in the distance, a director and, and just everything was so marvelous. Yeah. I fell in love. Yeah. I probably never felt that way before about <laughs> anything. And right. I still don't. You so know? you just, you took all of this in and you're like, I want to do this. I realized that my place was actually behind the camera, not in front of it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I and, think, yeah. Mm -hmm, and I just felt home. Yeah. It was a strange sensation. It's like almost like something clicks and it was always there. Um, my love for the arts, like I like to draw, I like to sing, you know, um, and just act. So everything has to do with filmmaking. I like photography. So right. it, it's, the, it's the one art which encompasses all the other stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah so interesting. So it's easily to just fall into it right away. And I was a very persistent child and I looked up the best film school that I could possibly get in at that age. And ever this since is then, at 11. Yes. Yeah. Ever since then, I told myself that I would go there. Just U USC. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's and interesting how yeah. one thing takes no, to another, I mean, right? It's crazy. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'll tell you, Rocio. I mean, 
right now I'm at a stage where you know my first film is almost done and so I'm a little more chill and yeah. I'm a little more relaxed these days but I do notice that when I look at my history and things that I've gone through not to get all spooky about it but I do think like yeah things do kind of happen randomly for a reason like you're exposed to the things that you love and it sort of informs the things that you do and stuff like that and I look at like the art that I ingested and it's like yeah and so I, I'm just you know I can relate to that and stuff but let me tell you something let me ask you something between the time and then we'll get to the when you made that short film mm -hmm. but between that time and the time that you you know decided to go to USC what was feeding the love like if I'm uh, to understand correctly I mean there is a big cinema society kind of thing in in Mexico right like it has a scene right like yes it is a scene although I am not uh, familiarized with it right right I um, as a child I bought my own like little digital camera and went around shooting shorts uh-huh and I was really interested in the technical aspect of things I was right. really interested in different cameras and like if I could have enough money I would always think I would like know how to use all of this and it was like my dream yeah, yeah. Um, and it so happened if you want me to build up on that please it, it was in high school when I made my first short and right. it, I was a starting high school actually and if I may ask, mm -hmm. was this the short that you were going to the short that you were proving to yourself? that Yes, you, this is the one. OK. Yes. And you were how old? I was. How old are you when you start high school? I do For not only remember. 14, 13 or 14. I was 14, like 14, I probably 15. I think okay, I was 15? 14, 15. OK, OK. 14, 15. OK, so there. so you decide to prove to yourself that you mm -hmm. could go to USC, that you could do just the dream in general, yes. not just go to USC, because but the dream. It's a lot. Um, being someone from a small town in Mexico where you're basically meant to stay there forever. Right. You just have children, die there. And how would someone even dream of going out into the United States or someplace which is higher education? Yeah. Uh, specialized in matters which are artistic and that aren't that of much of a relevance, relevance you know, right, these right, kinds right. of like in scenarios when people are in need. Right. Uh, so, but I wanted it really really strongly yeah and in my mind i thought that the only way at that age the only way to get something was through education now i know you know like that you can yeah sort of like hack the system and go around <laughs> it it's possible it's all about determination i'm all about it yeah but in that moment i was just focused on usc and i really thought i want to prove myself that i am worthy of it i want to prove myself that i can endure and that it's not just a voyage and false that i'm not persuaded yeah. this for nothing so let me ask you a question that short how many days was the shoot it was i think it was four days with pickup four days it was four with days pickups with a pickup how yeah. far between the shoot and the pickups it like was um it was very very far some of these days it i think it took us like about a month to shoot overall oh yeah it was like <laughs> it was a mess okay so <laughs> let me ask you the general concept of the short what was it um, it's based on a story that I wrote. Mm -hmm. I had written the story at 13 and I just pulled it out um, for because I wanted to make something. So I just like based myself off of that of that story. And it's about um, a ghost who enters her own funeral and mm -hmm. pretty simple. And she realizes that someone murdered her and she seeks she doesn't seek revenge rather than she forgives this man and she's able to cross or whatnot. Right, you know, right, very, right. Very straightforward concept. But since I am very interested in the gothic, it has that kind of like texture to it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Always spectral, always gothic, always horror. Right, right. Um, so that's awesome. So 
Did you edit it yourself? Yes. <laughs> How long did that take? It took very long. Um, I I had no equipment to do so. The only thing I had was this desktop, Windows desktop that had a movie maker. Uh-huh. And that's all I used. And also for the music, I had I created myself. I had um I oh, had wow. a keyboard, and um I it was it's actually a good keyboard. I still have it. Um, so look at I you, John Carpenter. Huh? Look at you, John yeah, Carpenter. Yeah, I guess. Like, I really music. had... It's interesting, but when I visualize a story, I think of the music, too. Right, right. Right, like, I marry it in my head, and I, it has to be that way. Sometimes I make my, my own music for my mm-hmm, own little mm-hmm. things. And back then, that was the case. I would do the music to my own little films like yeah. on my piano and the effects or whatnot. <laughs> right, right. And for this one specifically, it was so frustrating just because I did not understand the basicalities of production. Uh-huh. Now, looking back on it, I did everything. I was a producer. I was everything. Right, right, like, right. And without knowing it, you, it's kind of interesting. How big was... It's not kind of. It's very interesting. But how big for me and I think for our listeners, because our listeners are like film enthusiasts mm-hmm. and stuff. But... How? Wh- tell me about your crew. Was um, I mean, you did everything. I understand, but I mean, you had some help. Who yes. was helping? So in this particular project, it was um, a project we did in high school, so it was classmates. Uh-huh. And then again, I was always like the one out. I was always the weird one out. The so I didn't really have many friends. Yeah. But I I did befriend one person who she was pretty popular, and. It so happened that people wanted to work with her, mm-hmm. so they joined our crew. Mm-hmm. It became our crew, right? Yeah, so I had yeah. people to work with, but they were not really like they were just these spoiled brat kids that right, you know, right. whatever. It was it was even harder to work with them because they didn't want to sort of a thing. Right. It was right. more frustrating. It's so it's so funny now looking at it that I had all the frustration of pro- production on my shoulders, but more so than ever. I think that was the most difficult production I've ever had in my life. Really. Just because it was I was new to it yeah. and people not cooperating. However, there was a person, one person who made it all possible, and it was this photographer, a professional photographer. His name was Alex. Uh-huh. Is Alex? I'm sorry, he's yeah. not dead. Yeah, but um, oh. he he helped me. He's not dead. Oh, he's he not dead. He helped me um <laughs> with this. I I met him actually uh, again like through a theater class. He was my professor of theater, right? And he read my my script, mm-hmm. and he was sort of the one who said, "Oh, this could be a, potentially a movie one day." So then in the future, like when I made it act, when I wanted to make it a movie, I went back to him. And he shared with me like information and books on how to make a movie, and he became my DP essentially. He nice. was the DP of this basically. Yeah. Um, and he so was older, so there so was he was older. An yeah, adult he was, a, he was the, older. Um, yeah. And he was like my my mentor through nice. this whole thing. I would have never been able to do it without him. Like seriously, like I needed someone to at least tell me like, oh, this is what a production. This is how you film. Like you film things out of like out of sequence. You like the basicalities of it. Right, all. right. So did those spoiled brats shape up with him in, in the mix? Kind of yes, because he was uh, he was like an older man and he was right. sort of strict. So like they had to, you know. With me, they was they didn't respect me as much, but obviously they did. Those to bastards. Him. And yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, but it's interesting though that everything happened in that production that was that could have been wrong and also <laughs> things that could have been good. Um, we we had a, a file a fire broke through broke out when we were in filming the forest. It wasn't our fault. Uh, and then we had a, like a promising weather that turned into a freaking like hailstorm. Right. Right in the middle of production as well. So we had like from fire to water to every possible like natural disaster. But so the whole time. You're keeping your cool, right? Yeah. Like you cuz I mean that's filmmaking, Essentially, right? Essentially, that's <laughs> yeah. what I was trying to <laughs> you know? do. I had a vision and I really wanted to 
pursue it although everybody was flaking at this point because obviously yes it's of course i was too ambitious i was probably even like not using them but like at least i wanted to prove it to myself but i needed a crew yeah right as well to do this film yeah but they were like this is too much for for just like high school right so they right. didn't want to at some point and i was feeling alone it was it was just a mess but luckily luckily it played throughout and and well and at the end of the day it was just a good experience oh but but then there was a, the last thing which really like in this whole production was cursed right the last thing that happened was the day of the screening right that's I what i is. wanted to get to yeah. okay that's that's the thing okay so the day of the screening Descri- just to give some context describe your school so my school is very my high school um it was associated to the church uh-huh. so it was not m- no meant to, meant to be a high school right it was just possibly like administration buildings for the the church which became just like classrooms and they were very old and there was a basement and this is and in Guadalajara this is in Guadalajara in a small town called La Laja uh-huh. Guadalajara and um, well, La Laja Jalisco you know Jalisco uh-huh. is a state right right um, so it so happened that the right underneath uh, and like like down those stairs towards the basement uh, was our multimedia room which was like this just bulky like TV from like I don't know from the 1900s yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, you just and made me feel really old but um, but it was like this big bulky television and and I remember that um, we would watch all our films there like it was a treat to go down there just and that particular day I re- we were gonna screen our films there like it wasn't only me doing films it was like I wanted to do a film and then some other people and other groups followed that mm-hmm. and they made like you know like just like silly stuff right. you know? uh, but it so happened that the night before I screened and at this point I had battled everything possible even though my whole music like got deleted and the file got deleted, got corrupted. I don't know what happened, things like those. I had to go back and re-record everything live because I had no idea how to even like, I had not the means to record it um, digitally. Right. It had to be sort of analog. Right. So I could not mess up. And I had two different um, two different um, lines mm-hmm. of, of music. It was a piano and then the violins or the strings, whatever, which right, I also right. did myself. So I couldn't mess any of those both up and they had to align perfectly. And, and it was just yeah. throughout the whole, and it was 20 minutes. So I played 20 minutes without like messing up and then over that another 20 minutes without messing up. Yeah, It was like, I don't know, it was unnecessary. But <laughs> I went through all of that. And okay, so at this point I had the film done. It's already in its case. And I remember that just like a parenthesis, it's like, I remember feeling just how surreal it is and how everything you do gets packed up in something so little. Mm. Yeah. It was such a small DVD. Yeah. And I'm like, everything's just here. Everything. Since yeah. like this is the beginning, since the story, since the idea that is ungraspable. Yeah. To like the bulk of it. and. Yeah. You know what's funny, Rocio? This shows that great minds think alike. I heard, not that I'm saying you took it from this, because I know this is an original (laughs) thought to you. I heard Paul Thomas Anderson say something kind of like that, where he was like, yeah, it's like a big experience making a movie, and then it's on like a little Blu-ray and stuff. Yeah. Basically, what I'm saying is you're better than Paul Thomas Anderson. You're you're on that (laughs) level. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. But, But really, I mean, yeah, you're right. I mean, you have this huge experience, and there's so much craziness involved with, in your case, a hailstorm and this and that. And then it's all just... like a file 
Not even. It's ones and zeros or something. It's bizarre. Yeah, it's that's why I mean. That's why I want to shoot my second film on film. Oh, because it kind of yeah, drives me nuts that like none of it is. I can't touch any of it, and I want to touch my film. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I want to. I want to feel the footage you as see it yeah, as bizarre happen, as that sounds. Like, Hopefully, we can finagle that mm-hmm. in our top secret second project. But like, yeah. Okay, so Expensive. the day of the screening. So your school and all that. Yeah. So we're at the day of the screening and right after I, I had that revelation of like oh it's so small you know like it's it's interesting how compact it is I fell asleep and it started raining really bad <laughs> and I couldn't fall asleep because I was like this is only going like I could only think of the basement room the room where we were going to scream right. and yes the next day I walked to school and it's flooded <laughs> the, the screening the, room the screening room is completely flooded yeah like it was Titanic. Yeah. yeah. Under there. <laughs> yeah. I, and really, desks were bobbing. Yeah. Like, it was Titanic. And I was like, it's not fair because I, we don't have anywhere else to screen it. Yeah, yeah. And sort of like, well, what we were going to do, they were just going to cancel it. And it's not fair for my crew, I thought. It's not fair for, like, for anyone. Yeah. So what I did was I missed my first class and I grabbed a bucket and went in there and started, like, taking as much water as I could Jeez. out. And then some people were just like, oh, this, this crazy, you know? <laughs> yeah. But eventually I got help. Yeah. And it was about five of us taking out water but with buckets. And I remember that the water would reach my knee. Yeah. And eventually that water was taken out. Wow. Can I ask a question? Just as, Does it rain a lot there or no? Yes. Oh, it does. A lot. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. I was going to say, like, if it doesn't, then your luck was like. Yeah. It, cra- it was like, like the so universe like saying, like, by lightning. Test, yeah, it test. was. It, but it was this this particular rain. It was heavier than usual because yeah. it, it had never been flooded before. Yeah, that so the, yeah, that was <laughs> What was the moment where you told yourself, "Okay, I'm worthy. I'm I'm worthy for the cinema." My professor of that class, he was a very strict man. He never smiled. Uh-huh. He never made you feel like anything you did was good enough. Uh-huh. And I, it was for his class, actually. It was not film, but it was like multimedia or just like m- many things like those. You know, it was just like a, I don't know exactly. He, the thing about school is that several teachers, there was a lack of, of teachers. So one teacher taught many, many different things. So he taught arts, basically. Um, and yeah, like I always felt like nothing could ever amaze him. Yeah. And I remember that that day when I screened it, he, Everybody left, and I was there alone, just like trying to take out the DVD and whatnot. And he came up to me, and he told me that, what was I doing there in that town? Huh. And he said that, that I should be pursuing this. And he told me this, like, straight in the eye, and and it was, like, shocking, because I, he never really talked to me that way. He never, like, felt, made me feel like, you know, right. like that. Yeah. And he said that he doesn't want to see me there anymore, that he wants to see me out of there. Yeah. And that sort of pushed me saying, yes, like, I, I guess, like, I proved it to myself and I proved it to him in a sense, and, and I'll pursue this. So, yeah, and then the, the other situation of coming here was a different thing, but eventually, yeah. um, my family was, uh, was trying to get here anyway. Mm-hmm. So it was sort of like, um, it, like a thing we discussed as a family that would happen. That could po- were possibilities because we couldn't live there anymore, mm-hmm. and we had to go elsewhere, and just all these kinds of situations. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. And it, and I ended up coming here afterwards, but um, 
uh, way afterwards like i i had that dream when i was like i was like beginning high school i yeah. finished high school yeah uh, in another school actually because i moved away and then i worked and then i came to the united states yeah. at age 19. wow and then i met chris <laughs> <laughs> you met chris when you were 19. Uh, when i was 20. 19, oh, yeah? 19 yeah i think i was 19. did you always speak english well no 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 wow you speak really well English. Thank you. Like, yeah. Um, uh, what's it called? Because, I mean, I, I'm Persian, and mm -hmm. there are Persian people. What? So you came here at 19. There, uh, there are some Persian people that come here at um, 19, I, and, uh -huh. and they sound horrible in English. I'm sorry. But they're my cousins, so it's okay. Oh. But, yeah. <laughs> but um, uh, Rocio, the cinema chose you. So how did you get to USC? Okay, because you have to understand something about me. I was the worst student in the universe. Like, I was just a bad student. It wasn't something that... It, I couldn't function in that system, in, like, a classroom mm -hmm. system. But I have to say that, like, in my, like, 10-plus years of, like, independent filmmaking, I've seen a lot of talent come out of those systems, and, and a lot of them my friends. So I can't, like, knock film school and stuff. You know what I mean? Like, I see it as a very legitimate thing. But also, it's very good at, like, making connections and this and that. So how did you get to USC? Like, academically, what did you have to do to, you know, get there? Um, yeah, well, I went to college first, and this was a thing that in Mexico, college doesn't exist. Oh, really? It, you know, it's it's weird. Like, I'm trying to explain it even. It's like, they're like, oh, so it's high school. It's like, no, it's not high school. It's basically a system where you, you know, you get enough, you know, like general education whatnot, right, right, in order right. to like move up into an actual university. Right. But since in Mexico you go straight to university, it, they, it doesn't make any sense that there's something in between high school and university. Like that's just, uh -huh, a, uh -huh. it's, it probably doesn't make sense, you know? Yeah. But yeah. anyway, um, so I had to figure this out. I'm the first person in my family to actually like, you know, finish college and, and, and go through an educational path. And I was lost. I remember that the first day, the first day I entered Chafee College, I went to a counselor uh -huh. and I told her my plan of going into USC. And this lady, she scoffs at me and she says, everybody wants to go to USC. She's an idiot. She said that. Yeah, what an idiot. And that really discouraged me because I was like new. I didn't feel familiarized well with the language enough. I think I was, um, she was not patient with me because I had a hard time explaining myself. I had yeah. a hard time communicating. Because I was like also intimidated by her, but I didn't. I was not comfortable with language. Yeah. So she was like, she probably just thought like, oh, this girl is dumb. I don't know, but I just I sensed that from her. Right, right, right. And when I told her that I wanted to transfer to USC, she sort of said that look at other options, and she didn't even give me the papers necessary to follow the you know the the correct curriculum to enter to transfer over to USC. Right. She gave him. She gave me the Cal State LA one. Oh. And things like those, yes. Yeah. So that was the one I was doing for a while, honestly. So it's like <laughs> she even like screwed me over later on when I was following this plan, but it wasn't for USC anyway. But yeah, but it's interesting though that I, in the sense, like I don't remember her or her name very well. I remember she's her nothing. Words, she's nobody. It's like, well, what does she know? You're the great Rocio, and she's nothing. You're gonna. I swear to God, Rocio, I believe in you ten times, a million times, because I there was just something that I saw. Like, one of the things that I have to say, I mean, when we were shooting, um, it's just, I mean, people show their character and in, in their behavior and how they act and how they work, especially, you know. And we had a day, it was like a night shoot, and you did, like, the full night, and then you had to work the next oh, day. Oh, yes. I remember that. 
Yes, actually, go ahead, go ahead. Oh. Go. Yeah. Actually, I, I was awake for two whole nights because we filmed two nights here. Right, right, right. And I remember that I would I would go to work at five in the morning. I would sometimes get there late after shooting, get off at one to come here. Yeah. To go to work, to come back here, yeah. to go to work again. Right, right, right. right so right. I was not home for those like four, <laughs> right. like forty-eight hours or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've forgotten about yeah. it. Yes. Well, Rocio, thank you for coming and telling us that beautiful story about you. And you will return, please. Yes. Oh, of course. Uh, yeah, it's just to of come course. and hang out with us the, in the gang next time the Nightshade Collective is here and this and that and blah blah. And uh, just to hang out, we love you. Definitely. You're you're a member of the Wild Seven team. The reason, the biggest reason I, you know, apart from the fact that you're a great person, is I wanted you, I wanted the listener to hear what a love of cinema sounds like. That's a true love of cinema. That, there's no two or three ways about it. Like, that's dedication, that's devotion. And as far as that stupid counselor, Mm -hmm. she's an idiot. And she's probably living in a garbage can right now. And she's nothing. And uh, let me just throw this out because I just want to do this. Um, uh, Rocio is my compa. She is protected by Wild 7. All you little USC kids, be nice. Treat her with respect. She's a super talent. You're not. You are one of the 90% that's not going to do much. And then there's like 10% in those classrooms that are doing good, right? That's that's about the ratio, okay? Okay, you scumbag, go do your coke. You, we don't want you. You're here to help Rocio and nothing more. Okay, that's it. Thank you. Okay, well, listen. You guys follow us on Twitter. Follow me on Twitter at Mr. Nasred. Follow me on Instagram at Mr. Nasred. Follow me on... Email me at Nasred at Wild7Studios.com. Follow the Nightshade Collective at NightshadeCollective.com. Or wait, wait, Nightshade Collective at something. Oh, sorry. They're going to kill me. But they're, they're fine. But Rocio, you're not on social, no? You're not on any social media? Facebook only. Facebook yeah. only? Okay. Eventually... Maybe when you decide to get on social, share these things. One thing I wanted to tell you, I totally forgot just because there's there was so much I wanted yeah. to cram into this. <laughs> you just shot a pilot. You dire- you wrote and directed a pilot yes, for yes. this this cool thing called Immaculate. Yes, Immaculate. And, stuff. and when more stuff, you will return, yes? Because yes. we're wrapping up the show. But but, but but tell me a little bit about that. Just, just if you want to, you know. Well, Immaculate was an idea that had been bouncing in my head and evolved for years now and I finally had the opportunity in USC they required us to do a, a pilot for a series right. without it going really anywhere it's just a pilot that's right, it right, that's right. a project and I just want to do this nice. I had already the world established in my mind so why not nice awesome Rocio you're the bomb give me Thank a fist you. bump ah. awesome sweet you hear me everybody Rocio is protected by Wild 7 when I say someone is protected by Wild 7 they are protected and they are not to be messed with and if they are messed with you mess with one of us you mess with all of us and uh, shoot a movie not a person